Hello everyone, this is Bola. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance and welcome to another episode of the Clever Girls Know podcast. So on today's episode, I'm interviewing a dear friend of mine. Her name is Mobola Imoisili. She is an incredible mom and children's book author of the book series called Fei Fei and she also has a business called Little Black Business Box. And I'm super excited to have Mobola on as a guest to talk about her experience building these two businesses. Businesses, including the challenges that she has faced and her successes. And Mobola is very candid about her experience with building her business. So on this episode, we talked about her personal story and what led her to start her businesses, what have been her biggest challenges as she has built her businesses, as well as her big, biggest successes. We talked about how she's navigating her finances around her growing businesses and the advice that she would give anyone listening who is an aspiring entrepreneur or tenured entrepreneur, given her own experiences. And so this is, you know, such a great conversation that I have with Mabala. And like I mentioned, she was very, very candid. And, you know, I could relate to a lot of what she was saying because I had been through it myself. So if you are in that space where you own a business or starting a business, you know someone who owns a business, then this is a great episode for you to check out. But before we get into this episode, talking all things business and getting started with Mobola, if it's been a while since you stopped by the Clever Girl Finance website, head on over to clevergirlfinance.com. We have new articles on the website every single week. And also, if you love watching video, if you are a YouTube person, then we are posting new videos on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel multiple times a week. And you can find those videos at youtube.com slash clevergirlfinance. And while you're browsing around our website, check out our courses. We have a ton of really awesome courses on a variety of financial topics to help you as you work on improving your finances. And when you become a Clever Girl Finance course member, you also get access to be able to schedule free calls with our amazing mentors who are there to guide, support, and motivate you as you pursue your financial goals. And finally, if you don't already have the Clever Girl Finance Roadmap, you need it. Head on over to clevergirlfinance.com forward slash financial dash roadmap and get your copy. It is our guide slash checklist to help you achieving your financial goals by creating a solid plan. So this roadmap will walk you through the six key components of creating a financial roadmap for yourself. And if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, please do. You can subscribe everywhere you listen to your podcast. Tell your best girlfriends about it and head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that more amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. So now let's get into this episode on business with Mobola. Hey, Mobola. Hey! Hi, Paula. <laughs> Welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. I am so, so excited to have you on here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited that you you reached out and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to talking to you. So we just spent the last half hour catching up. So for those of you listening, Mobola is a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine. Our husbands are friends as well. And she is an amazing um, entrepreneur. And I was like, you have to come on the podcast. <laughs> So I'm going to have you introduce yourself to everyone. Tell us who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, my name is Amobalai Moisili. I am an entrepreneur and a writer. Um, I write some children's books called Fei Fei. Um, it's a children's chapter book series for kids featuring um an African fairy who travels the world helping kids solve problems. And it comes with a bunch of different accessories like hoodies and backpacks and things like that. Um, so it's really something fun to represent kids um, of color, but it's also universal for all kids to kind of enjoy. And I write under the name Sinisayo Brownstone. And I've also got a second business that I just started <laughs> earlier this year. <laughs> I don't know where the time comes from, but... I know, because you have two kids. <laughs> I know, I'm like, where did all this time come from? I'm like overwhelming myself just even thinking about it. But um, I actually started this subscription box and I read a stat online that said something about um, uh, African-American businesses earn earn enough revenue to pay every African-American person $7,000 a year. And so I was like, okay, 
But wow. then it went to say Latino businesses can pay fourteen thousand. Um, Asian businesses can pay sixty something thousand. I think it was sixty three or sixty four thousand. And white businesses can pay over a hundred thousand, like wow. hundred three thousand. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's such like a big gap. Um, and even though this study was done, I think five years ago, it's still like you know, it was like wow, that's a big gap. And so I was like, okay, what can I do with my little self in my little house here? <laughs> can, what can I do to help? So I decided to start like a little subscription box where it sends you products made by Black-owned businesses every month. And the idea is for you to kind of um, discover different businesses, um, um, support them, um, maybe some that you may not have known about. And there's so many different businesses that are creating so many different things like toothbrushes to toothpaste to batteries to um, cleaning products, you know, to, to from arts to butters and soaps. And like there's so many chocolates and things like that. Um, that are out there that you may not have even known about. So it's kind of a way to, to, to discover and support these businesses who might be struggling and trying to get uh, recognition for themselves. So that is me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I love that. I love that you are a multi-business entrepreneur um, as a mom, as a wife, you know, everything else that goes on behind the scenes. But I definitely think that it's amazing that you've chosen to not just put the business for yourself, but also to contribute to the bottom line, you know, of minorities by Mm -hmm. building a business, you know, that can change that low number of 7,000 and 14,000 compared to like a hundred thousand. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a big deal. So um, your book series is, is pretty amazing. Um, My daughter has your book. It's such, so beautifully illustrated, Um, but I'd love to know what led you to the point where you have built this business, where you're an author, you have all these products around your business, you're doing events and launches, your book is in libraries and at retail stores. What was your, you know, what is your personal story? What led you to starting um, the book series? What was like, what was the story behind that? So, well, first of all, I'd always wanted to write something, you know, since I was young and I just never, never really took it seriously. Um, You know, I, when I moved to California, I would take like some writing lessons and I'd write some like short stories here and there and stuff like that. And, and, you know, I always had like stories in my, in my head, but I think the day that it like, turned into like, okay, I'm going to do something like, you know, like there's, there's a moment where you kind of been thinking about it and there's a moment where you make a decision. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) the moment I decided, okay, I'm going to do something was actually, I was shopping in Target (laughs) one day and I was shopping in Target one day and, you know, my daughter's She's uh, seven now and, you know, she's she's becoming more aware aware of herself and aware of what she looks like, especially compared to her friends and things like, and, you know, things she watches on TV and things like that. And I was shopping in Target and I just, it just like dawned on me at that moment that there was not a lot of things that were available that represented her as, you know, um, you know, a person of color, right? Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of princesses, you know, blonde, you know, Little Mermaid with the long red hair and, you know, and all of these other Barbies (laughs) and and all of those things. And it was like so hard to, and and I remember looking around that day and even like on the toys, on the toy boxes, you know, like even if it wasn't like on, like just like the, the, pictures of the kids that they would show on the toy box. I, it was just like a moment. And I was like, wow. And like, even on notebooks, and just, it was just like, you know, I, it would just like, it just hit me that day. And I don't know if it was a specific target I was in, <laughs> maybe other targets are different, but that specific day I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I, I'm doing this. And my my big audacious goal at the time, you know, and I still, still my goal is like, and I'm like, one day I'm going to get my product into Target <laughs> and people are going to walk into Target and they're going to see my, my, my product. So it was kind of that moment that I was just like, you know, I, I want to do something. I want to do something that represents her 
uh, you know, as a child, but I, I really wanted to make it something that it didn't matter whether you, you know, where you were from, whether you were a boy or a girl, whether you were black or white, whether you were American or not American. So it, I really wanted it to be something that was global that like that anybody could enjoy, any child could enjoy. It just so happened that, you know, it had this African-American or this African character as the, 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 the main uh, character. So um, that's kind of where that all started. And, and so I knew I wanted to do the books and I wanted to kind of tell the story about the character, not just like say, oh, here's a t-shirt with, you know, a pretty 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 black girl on the t-shirt I want to kind of tell the story so that people can connect with her as well not just oh that's a pretty picture and so um that was how it all kind of came together and I started just writing a list of all the things I wanted to do and I, I remember telling my husband I'm like I'm gonna start it was even by text I was like so I've decided, I've decided I'm going to start a business. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then we went out to brunch, I think the following weekend. And I was like, here's what I'm going to do. And um, he's like, great. And, and, you know, it was really great. It was a great conversation because he, when he heard my vision, like he added, like, he multiplied my vision by like 500. <laughs> because <laughs> I was like thinking oh I want to do this and that and he's like and then if you do this you can do these million other things I'm like wow okay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's kind of how I started that's amazing you know and I love I love a good um, passion story when it comes to your business. You know, I love hearing how entrepreneurs have built businesses. I love looking at like, you know, like the mega business people like the Sarah Blakely's or the Oprah's mm-hmm. and just listening to their backstories because it's always like the small things like your daughter saying, hey, mom, you know, telling you something about herself and you get this like glimmer of an idea in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely believe your book is going to be a target and Walmart and everywhere else, because it's really, really amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so a lot of women who listen to this podcast are in that space where they're either starting new businesses, you know, they have ideas, they're moms, they're single moms, um, or they're just single with ideas, like just women with all kinds of different backgrounds. And it's one of the things I like to share um, is basically like when you are in this space of starting your business or as you started to make progress for getting your book published and getting it into retail spaces and things like that, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced? Um, because I think that, you know, by sharing that, it can definitely be helpful to someone on the other end who's listening and trying to figure out, okay, what's my business idea? Or I'm trying to publish a book. Or I'm start, trying to start this um, you know, what are some things I should should avoid or is anybody else having these challenges? I think that stuff is really helpful. So I'd love for you to share with either of your businesses some of the challenges that you have faced and overcome and how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the biggest the biggest challenge is starting something based on, you know, a passion, an idea that you have but not really having experience in doing it. So not knowing what you're doing. <laughs> Been <laughs> so, there. <laughs> so I started, I'm like, okay, I, I know I want to do this thing, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know. So like that was, I think that was my biggest challenge. And, and we talked about this earlier, like with, you know, when you're going into writing a book, you can go the self-published path or the traditional published path. And, and I decided, you know, I did a lot of research. I read a lot of books and things like that. And, and I decided I was going to go the self-published path for a specific reason. I just knew that I, I needed the control because I knew that it was bigger than a book at the time. And once you start off with the self-publishing, it's harder because they will want to control maybe, you know, like based on my research, they'll control the way the character looks with a traditional publishing. Like sometimes some of the publishers don't even tell you what the final character is going to look like until, until they've, they're done. And so I was like, that's not a risk I, I'm, willing to take. <laughs> I'm willing to take. So I started this thing. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no... I, you know, I'd learned, I did, I, I had my MBA, but, you know, reading something about 
reading in a book about how to run a business is so different from running an actual business. So I did all this work. I did all of that stuff and I launched my website. I launched, um, I put my book on, on Amazon and it was selling on Amazon and, you know, like it was ranking on Amazon for a little bit and I was like, Oh, great. And then I launched my website with all my other things, like, you know, my backpacks and stuff like that. I was like, great. I'm going to like, you know, do this. And like, and and I remember I launched my website and I had all these emails and I sent all these emails and not one person bought. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so that was another challenge. It was just like getting, like learning e-commerce, like getting people to buy from your website. Mm-hmm. is so much different from getting people to buy from you, like in a store you know, cause like I would do pop-up events and people would come by and see my things and they'd be like, oh my goodness, I'm so in love with it. And, you know, some, you know, they'll buy, sometimes they, even if they didn't have somebody to buy it for, they'll just buy it. But on the website, totally different, <laughs> totally different situation. So I think I spent like maybe, I think I didn't get my sale, my first sale on my website till maybe like a month or two later. So I was like, okay, this is a lot, you know, that was a big challenge. Like that was like a big hurdle to get that very first sale. Um, But, you know, I think just with time, what I learned from that is that things just don't happen overnight. Like it Mm -hmm. takes a lot of time to kind of build, build trust with people, build, you know, to, to, to show them that what they're buying is, worth it especially online when there's so much competition for things online to buy it's not it's 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 definitely hard and i and i've met you know i you know talked to different people after my situation um of not selling anything for the first two months you know i was like what am i doing wrong you know and and i found it useful to talking to other people who are in similar situations like everybody kind of goes through something similar. Sometimes it takes them <laughs> longer. Sometimes it's like a, the same day, you know, everybody goes through their own things, you know, but I definitely learned that, you know, I was not alone in that situation. And then I started to fine tune my website. Like I changed my website like four or five times, <laughs> you know, fine tuned it, fine tune the message, you know, the product descriptions, the images, like those are things I just decided I was going to invest in you know, to make the website look, you know, professional, to make people feel like, okay, they're getting a, a product of, 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 of good quality that matches, you know, the, the, the money that they're going to give up for it. So um, that, I think that, that was my biggest challenge. Like the, that first two, aside from like learning, getting into a business that I didn't know anything about, once I got everything up and running, that first two months of no sales, I was like what am I doing should I turn around like this is terrible so (laughs) but um but yeah after the first sale comes in then okay then the next sale is easier to get and the next sale and then you you keep learning and adjusting and fine-tuning and then things start to, to 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 change over time yeah absolutely it is it's all a learning process I think there is, I mean, I think when you start a business, that's that little bit of being naive is actually good. <laughs> you don't know, can't scare you and it can't hurt you, right? If you, if you knew everything you're going to experience before you started, like there's a chance that you may want to change your mind. Like it's okay to have an idea of it, but if you got a play by play of all the things that are going to go wrong <laughs> with your particular business, you probably wouldn't do it. I probably wouldn't do it. You know what? You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> so being naive is good. But oh I think that's, that's, a good, that's a very good point. I don't think I would have done it. If somebody told me you're going to be stressing about when your next sale is coming through the first two months, nothing. And you're going to be like, should I have even wasted all the money? Cause by that point you've already invested a lot of money. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, uh, <laughs> you're right. So, yeah. <laughs> so then I think the, also the important thing is that in addition to being naive, you know, you take the journey, you start working and growing your business, but you also can't give up, right? Because if you give up too soon, then you're not going to be able to see 
things go through. You're not going to be able to see that next step or the success that could potentially happen um, after all the effort and changes that you have to make. However, the journey is, is not easy. It's difficult. It's hard. It's painful sometimes, <laughs> depressing, everything. But, you know, I'm sure as you can attest, once you get to the other side, it becomes worth it. And you start to say, wait a minute, you know, this is making sense. This is working out. And then you get excited about going forward, right? And that experience of of not knowing what was going to happen actually kind of fuels and motivates you because now you have a sense of, you know what, everything could go wrong, but I'm ready of, I'm ready to keep, I'm, I'm capable of getting through this. Yes. I, I, I think that's very important because like, if I look at just my first two months and how that was like a disaster and I gave up <laughs> then, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. And, and, and even where I am today, there's so much more, so much room for, for, for growth. And like, if I give up now or then, like you just never reach that potential. And I remember seeing this, um, meme and I posted it on my Instagram page and, um, I don't know how true it is, but I see it everywhere. But it's um, this thing that says Coca-Cola only sold 25 bottles in their first year. Mm-hmm. I think I've and seen that so too. And they I, talk about, it has other yeah. thi- other like Hewlett-Packard and Dell and all kinds of other companies yeah. on it too. And so it's like, yeah, in their first year. So I, I'm like, you know, just remember, it's not always that easy. The company Coca-Cola that you see right now, that there's Coca-Cola everywhere in their very first year, they sold only 25 bottles. And, and I see that and I like, that definitely motivates me because I'm like, okay, you know, they're, they're still, I could, who knows, I could be like a Coca-Cola business at, at some point, but um, it doesn't, it definitely does not happen overnight and, it, and you have to not give up. I think you just have to like learn because there, there are going to be things that maybe you didn't do right or you didn't, you know, you, you, that you need to adapt for, adapt to. So you just learn from the mistakes that you made, make some changes and then just keep pushing rather than giving up. And, and whether it's like your strategy your communication, your marketing, sometimes even tweaking your product, you know, um, that may be what you need to do, fine tune or improve your product or improve the packaging or whatever it may be um that may be what you need to do to get yourself to the next level um and just exploring different opportunities yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and while we're talking I came up to your website you know and I I've seen the books I've seen the hoodie but I didn't realize that you had so many other things like you have the girls purses you have adult and kids shoes you have the backpacks you have the t-shirts you have the puzzles the lunchbox the the smartphone, um, tablet charger. This is so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm going to build this empire. (laughs) Girl, you already built the empire. (laughs) And you know, I I tell you, so awesome. I had even more things than that. So I had to scale back a little bit. I was like, okay. You know, but, but, but that's, you know, going back to my point about fine tuning and learning. Right. So I started with a whole bunch of different products and, um, and I invested a lot in like getting them done, getting them made, getting them purchased so I could sell them and things like that. And then some just did not do anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I could barely sell one. And, um, and then others, like, they were just like, I, I can't keep them in stock, you know? Mm. So, um, and so I learned through that process about things, you know, um, I should focus on. I think that's another key thing is like focus, right? So even though I have a bunch of different products, I definitely have the ones that I focus on more so than others because I know that that's what people are gearing towards um people people like the most and so um I definitely listen try to listen to feedback from customers and things like that and 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 adjust that way so that I can you know do more of what is working and less of what is not yeah, that's that's really, really important. Okay, so we've talked about challenges, you know, and the hard stuff you have to go through. <laughs> but what have been some of your biggest successes to date? 
know, I really like to celebrate the small successes, but I think my most recent success was um, getting myself into a couple retail stores because that, you know, um, that's been a little bit challenging in, tr- in terms of trying to, to, to expand the reach. And so I got myself into a small, a couple small boutiques here in Los Angeles. Um, and, and well, just, I think I just got the call yesterday. <laughs> so, <laughs> Congratulations. So brand new information for me. And, so like, and they're like, Oh, you know, we should do like a whole pop-up event where you come and the community comes and gathers around. Pay, pay. I was like, yay. So, um, so that's kind of like, you know, one of my, my, my more recent successes that, and, and I'm, I'm really excited about that and, and collaborating with that store and with the community and, um, and, 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 and all of that kind of stuff. I think outside of that, I think my successes come really from the people who write me um, telling me how much their kids love the book, you know? So I think every now and then I get like a mom or a teacher or somebody who just writes me or sends me a picture and says, my daughter loves this. I, in fact, I went, um, I went to a party one day and I met a boy who'd read the book and his mom made him record a video for me telling me why he loves the book. (laughs) And he's like, okay. She's like, yeah, record it. Tell, tell her why you love her book. And I was like, and and he was like, he said, when he found out I was the author, he was like, you're the author. I want you to write more. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) And so when children come to me um, and tell me things like, oh, I want you to write more. Um, I really loved your book or the parent writes me like one parent wrote me and, and sent me a picture of her daughter and she dressed up as Fei Fei for my favorite, char- my favorite book character. Um, oh, wow. She dressed up to school and uh, another girl came to me and said, oh, Fei Fei is my favorite book of all time. I said, of all time, she said, yes. She said, I prefer it even more than uh, Magic Tree House. I know that's another popular piece of children. Yeah, book. super popular. That's on the reading um, list for my kids. You got to change that. <laughs> and she, I was like, you like my book more than the Magic Tree House series? She's like, yes. I'm like, okay, I'm coming for your title, Magic Tree House. <laughs> so that, I think those are those little emails and those little notes and those little messages, every time I get one of those, those just validate for me that I took the right path. I did the right thing. Cause you know, like I mentioned, it's been very challenging getting up to this point, but seeing the kids react and, and kids from all backgrounds, like, you know, like, like I said, girls, boys, white, black, Asian, like, you know, all of them, you know, coming to me, telling me how much they love the book. It's just been like, so amazing. That's awesome. So, and your book is also carried in retail stores in Nigeria as well. Yes. I've got it in a few retail stores in Nigeria and one store in Senegal. <laughs> wow. Can I come and work for you? <laughs> I might need a job. <laughs> if you're hiring. Like, how did you find me over there in Senegal? <laughs> I'm like, yay. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, it's a few. And then I'm planning a book launch in Nigeria next year mm-hmm. to actually formally release the book in Nigeria. Because right now it's in bookstores, but I haven't really done any like proper marketing or telling people that it's there. It's just like sitting on the shelves. And fortunately, people have been buying it sitting on the shelves. But um, I think, you know, it deserves a, a like a little announcement that it's there. <laughs> yes, yeah, especially as you start to build out a whole series, right? Yes, That's- exactly. And so that people know and people kind of, you know, keep in touch as more books come out because, you know, people and the way the books end is like, you want to know what happens in the next book. So people have always, people reach out to me like, oh, my daughter loved your first and second book. And um <laughs> When is the third one coming out? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm writing it. <laughs> so people are coming along with me for the journey as I'm writing it. Um, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you like a, you know, like a more like 
serious business question, you know, like, which is something that a lot of people are challenged by, you know, when you're starting a business, um, you are typically the financier, you are the venture mm-hmm. capitalist, you are the bank of you. <laughs> <laughs> and starting a business costs money, right? Um, yeah. Self-publishing definitely costs a good amount of money. So what are some things that you did to navigate the financials around building your business? And what advice do you have for women who are listening, who are trying to figure out how to navigate their own financials to get their product um, or their service um, out there for people to start purchasing? Well, you know, one of the things I did, which I think kind of fits very well with one of, you know, the things that you started um, when you started this whole Clever Girl thing is um, I had been very, um, I didn't know I was going to start a business, but I was not very, I, I, I didn't spend, I didn't overspend, if that makes sense. So I was always like saving a little bit extra. Um, and so my last couple bonuses from my job, like I didn't spend it. I just saved it. And I was like, I don't know what, what I'm going to use it for, but <laughs> even if it's like saving towards retirement or whatever it may be. Um, and I really should have put that money like in an investment account so it could have grown more. That's one of my, 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 my mistakes financially. Like I should have invested the money, but instead of just saving it, so it could be, could have been more, but, um, I, I had, I did put, I start putting, I started putting money aside early, um, such that when the idea came and it hit me, I was almost like a little bit more prepared because I had been saving. Mm-hmm. And so starting the biz, self-publishing, it's not cheap. Starting like even just to maintain your business license in California, that's like $800 a year. The, that's just with doing nothing, like with zero sales. <laughs> so, and that, the talk less of all the, the, the things you have to buy and stuff like that. So um, um, that definitely helped like having a little bit of, 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 of money saved up to just at least start. And then, you know, I had, I had a job at the time. And so I was like, like any kind of extra money that I had, I would, you know, try to funnel it in and then just trying to be, I, I knew that I, I kind of set a limit for myself to say, this is the amount of money I can spend and risk like even if I lose it all because this business didn't do anything Mm -hmm. I'm like okay this amount of money if I lose it all and this business does not go anywhere I am I am okay with it because I I know that I need to take this step and I know that running a business any kind of business is 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 going to be you know is a risk you know so and sometimes you are going to lose a little bit of money and sometimes it's going to take you some time to make that money back. And you just have to be prepared that, you know, your, you know, your, that finances are going to be like, a, you know, a strain for a, for a little bit of amount of time. Cause even when I make money on the business, it goes right back into the business. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm making all this money, but like, where is it? <laughs> it's right back. I'm like, <laughs> I'm back at zero. Like, what's the point? But, you know, I think it's just being uh, mentally prepared, um, um, going into it, setting yourself up on a budget, because I feel like there's so many things I could be spending on in terms of my business. And so many people have so many ideas. They're like, you should do this and you should do this and you should do this. I'm like, great, 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 great. But that's going to cost me money. And um, does it fit within my budget? that I can spend on this business at this time. Like I I just, I had to like at the beginning set myself up realistically for my financial situation. Here's how much money I'm willing to like invest and potentially lose. Here's how much money that I can spend each month, whether it's on marketing, whether it's on, you know, you know, doing pop-up events or whatever it may be. Like this is the amount of money I'm willing to spend or Facebook ads or things like that. Um, and, and this is how much I'm willing to spend. And if it goes over that, I have to be disciplined enough to say, you know, stop, 
you know, to bring it back a little bit because you need also to have some money coming in to balance against your expenses, right? So yeah. you can't just it can't just be all expenses, 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 and then you have like zero coming in. Obviously, in the first when you're when you first start out your business, that's how it usually is. It's like expenses, expenses, and with little coming in. But once you start getting into the swing of things, then you then have to start saying, okay, now I'm starting to get some money coming through and I can see the pace of which money is coming through. You have to kind of like be realistic about it and, and, and in a, and, and in a, in such a way that you can grow, but grow responsibly, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. so, so that you can you 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 you're spending where it makes sense. Um, you're putting your money in the places that make sense. Because like in the beginning, I was I was I spent money on things like I would not spend money on today. Like <laughs> knowing what I, I was like, you get my money, you get my money, you get my money, you get my money. Okay, we're gonna spend money in all these places, and then maybe like ten out of ten, one of them was worth <laughs> the money. So. So at the beginning, that's how it was. But now I'm like, so when opportunities come my way and people are like giving me ideas and things like that, I'm like, okay, I know that doesn't work in my business model. Um, but, you know, what does work? Maybe I can fine tune it and, and be more strategic about where I spend my money and things like that. And then obviously, obviously having, I you know, every now and then I sit down with an accountant and I just run through things um I'm not the best when it comes to like taxes and finance and all of those kinds of things so I definitely have to sit with somebody to like kind of walk me through okay this is what you should be thinking about this is how you should structure things and things like that and learning not trying to so yes you're right I have to do it I'm I'm the chief everything of I'm CEO the chief everything officer (laughs) but um I do have to lean on other people, you know, where yeah. expertise is needed um, so that I can fill the gaps for the things I don't know um, myself. So, yeah, that's really important. I mean, it's important to, to get help where you need the help, right? You, you don't have yeah. to be a finance magician or an accountant, but you, you can find somebody who is to help support you with that. You don't have to be a marketing whiz. Um, But once you've learned the basics and you're starting to get some traction and bring some money in with that, then you can find somebody who is that fits into your budget to support that. And, you know, I think we can all talk about (laughs) financial mistakes that we've made in business, whether they were intentional or unintentional or things just happen, people didn't show up for you, you know, Things it happens with every business, and and even to a degree, you have to. I mean, there are things that I have had to test in order to determine what works, you know, and establish a business model. That you know, when I tested them, the tests failed, right? Mm-hmm. And it costs money, and I wouldn't say that it was a waste of money or even a money mistake. I would say it was a learning experience because if I didn't yes. do that test, if I didn't take this approach, then I would never have known that yes. that was not the approach that. I would never have known that that approach would not work. Right. So business is challenging in many ways (laughs) because you're going to have to spend money to really, you know, um, get clear on how to, how to move forward next. But it's also important, like you said, to be mindful of how you're spending and even learn the lessons from how you may have spent on random things in the past and become more stringent as you, you know, as you learn those lessons and as you move forward and, the other thing that you said that, you know, I agreed with was how you talked about you started saving or putting money aside that you had to establish your business, you know, and I did the same thing. And for me, you know, it was like, okay, I have this amount of money. I'm going to put business to help get it off its feet. I have this amount of money that's going to last me for X amount of time through the first, you know, 18 months or years, you know, so I can cover my expenses if I have zero coming in. But, um, I'm also a realist, right? So I understand that business is is a huge risk. Clever Oil Finance was not my first business. And so I kind of have like untouchable money. (laughs) (laughs) That's just never, ever going to get touched. We are never living in the car. (laughs) (laughs) There's some things that we're just never going to (laughs) do. And so that money is never getting touched. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Right. And I love my business. I'm passionate about my business. This is like close to my heart. 
but there's just there's a line that I draw and that means that you know whenever I find myself getting close to that line it's okay well uh, you need more money you need to raise more you know you need to bring in more capital into the business then it's time to start getting creative okay so you know you have this untouchable hair which is never gonna get touched (laughs) what else can you be doing to generate revenue and I always tell people like just because you run a full-time business now doesn't mean that you can't go back to work. Doesn't mean that you can't work part-time. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you can't do all jobs to bring money in, especially if you can see the glimmer of hope and you can see traction. You just need to put in a little bit more capital. If you need to do other things, it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be this perfect thing where you have a bank account with money that's just funding into your business. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to get tight. And that's okay too. And so it's all about setting the expectation, right? That you may have saved money, but it may not be enough or that you may run out of money and you may need to do other things to come up with money. And also to have that buffer, right? So that if any of those things happen, you can still close your eyes and sleep well at night instead of like killing yourself as to, oh my God, we have to move into the car. What are we going to (laughs) do? I mean, I totally resonate. Like everything you just said resonates with me because I feel like I've been through all of those situations because like earlier in the year, not even because of my business, but earlier in the year, like I was just tired of working full time. Like I'd been working full time. I had two kids. I had the business I was doing and um, and there was just so much stuff going on. And I just felt like I just needed a little bit of a break. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break from working full time for just a little bit while I kind of figure out what I want to do long term. And then I have these businesses I'm working on. So I'm like, okay, let me build the businesses. And like you mentioned, sometimes it gets tight. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, okay, what, you know, but I always have like that line. I'm like, okay, at this point, then we know that we're in the da- da- we're in the danger zone. <laughs> I'm like, what do I need to do? I'm going to drive an Uber. I'm going to be delivering for Postmates, <laughs> whatever it may do be. Do some Mary Maid work. Mary Maid. I'm going to do my it. Bucket right? and my mom. <laughs> I'm going to do it. These days is cleaning day. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, whatever it takes. I'm going to do it. Like you know, I'm just going to do it. But I think it's very important to have that mindset because if you if you come into it, like with that mindset, like, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Like, and, and, and I don't mind if, if it's like you, like you said, if it's getting a part-time job or going back to work full-time, you know, if you, if, if you, if you weren't working full-time, maybe the business isn't enough to carry you full-time yet. Right. You know, getting something that will help you know, help you financially while you are getting the business up and running. You know, that's also something you, you can do if you want to work part time so that you have more time to work on your business um, and but still have some money coming through. You have to be open to, in, to that as well, whether it's doing odd jobs or doing things like that. Like all of those things just have to be everything has to be on the on the table an option for you, like just so you can do it. So it's just like everything, everything has to be an option for you to consider. Um, cause it's not easy and it's, it's not easy to, 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 to be, to, to be successful. It's not easy to, 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 to get, to convince people to buy from you. It's just like a lot of hard work. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so for someone who's listening, what are three pieces of advice that you would give, you know, someone who's starting from the bottom from scratch and they're just hoping to achieve some sort of success. So, you know, write their first book or start their first service or bring in their first, you know, um, income check or income stream from their business. What are some three things that you wish you had known or that you would tell your earlier <laughs> first time entrepreneur self <laughs> about <laughs> business? Okay. So my first one is, is a book related one. <laughs> so, um, don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 10. So, yep. <laughs> or even their chapter two, don't do it. <laughs> After 1.5, don't even do it. <laughs> That's, you know, cause you're going to get yourself depressed very quickly <laughs> and you're going to turn around very quickly because you know what people don't always see? People don't always see the journey it takes for you to get to where you are, the stress it takes you 
the, the, the sacrifices you made. Like, and, and also people don't even know like how successful you really are. So there's mm-hmm. some people out there who look like they're this successful, but when you look at it, maybe they're not as successful as they seem. And if you're comparing yourself to them, you know, starting out, you're going to set yourself up, you know, for, you know, unrealistic uh, goals and expectations, right? Because they, they, they may be successful, as successful as they, they are, they seem to be, but you may not have seen the struggles it took for them to get there. Yeah. They may have been working 20 years. You don't know how long they've been working to get to that point where you are. And you're this just there starting off and you're like, oh, I, I, I really should be here by now or things like that. And it's just really very unhealthy to, to, to do that. Cause you just don't know the backstories for, for everybody's situation. So it's definitely important to keep focused, learn from other people for sure. That's very key, right? Cause you're going to learn that you're not alone in your situation. Everybody has the same thing. Everybody's find it, found it difficult. So definitely learn from the situation, but don't, you know, compare yourself to somebody who's like way further ahead of you because you don't know how they got there and you know how how long it's taking them and their journey and their struggles to get there absolutely that's really great advice that would be my first one I think my second one we've kind of talked about it uh, you know like already kind of is like you know be be prepared to learn and adapt and um understand that your first attempt may not be successful um, and I think, you know, Bala, you mentioned that Clever Girl Finance is not your first business, right? So, so it, you may, you may try stuff that's successful. You may try stuff that's not successful, right? But you just have a to, lot of stuff that is not <laughs> successful. <laughs> a lot of things that's not successful, but you just have to be prepared that, okay, you're going to have, you're going to try something. It may not be as successful as you may want it to be, but you you don't look at that failure for lack of a better word as a failure, if that makes sense. It's like a learning experience, right? So you learn from it, like what went wrong? What, what can I, what can, what can I do differently? Um, Maybe it's my, you know, the way my target customer, maybe I need to talk to them differently. Maybe it's a product or whatever it may be. I think you just need to go into it ready to be not so like married to your idea that, oh my goodness, this is my idea and I'm not going to change it. This is like the best thing since sliced bread or anything like that. Like you, you have to be a little bit flexible because you're going to learn from your customers, um, and from, from, from all sorts of things around you, but you also have to be prepared to know when not to change too, because sometimes you're going to get advice uh, to change things and it may not be the right advice. So you also need to be secure in yourself to know these are the things I should, I should adapt, you know, change and tweak to bake better. And these are the things that maybe people don't yet understand it quite yet. So I need to just do better at explaining it or do better at showing them that this is a, this is a good idea. Cause sometimes people will throw some negative stuff at you and oh, um, all the time. <laughs> and it's, and it's even people that, you know, right. And right. it's not personal because they're not doing it because they hate you. They're just, you know, exactly. So people will tell you, Oh, you know, like I, 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 people, people have told me, Oh yeah. A book. Yeah. Mm, That's cute. You know. <laughs> So like, yeah, we don't really like to read books here. Like, I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> no, told me this in Nigeria. I was in Nigeria. I was like, oh, I wrote this book about one. I was all excited about it. And she's like, yeah, we don't really have a reading culture in Nigeria. So, mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> so the, the best one is, oh, so is your husband not working anymore? <laughs> Are you stressed? Why this business? <laughs> Uh, you know, you just you get some questions and you're like, wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, should I rethink this whole book writing thing that I'm doing? You know? So it's you also have to just know you have to be secure in your vision for your business. Not everybody is gonna be on the same level, like in, in not a level of thinking as you are. And like you said, it's not that they're 
trying to be malicious or they don't they don't care for you, they don't love you. It's just like some people just have a different opinion on things, right? So sometimes you just have to just know when it's like, okay, that's something that I'm just gonna file away in this closet over here. And then these other critiques that are, you know, valuable. These are things I need to take. And then these are things I need to adapt, you know, mm-hmm. and, and fine tune my business to make it, you know, work. So I think that's just something that's just having that mindset going in, being prepared to, to make change, being prepared to, to know what not to change also, um, just being flexible. Awesome. Awesome. And then my third one would be, again, we've already kind of talked about it, um, is, uh, you know, just not getting discouraged and not giving up. I think, you know, I mentioned earlier that about the stat with Coca-Cola and their 25 bottles in the first year. I, I, I feel like I cling to that a little bit sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You know, I can do this. And every every time, like, I, I, I whenever I look at my financials, I'm like, okay, this year was, like, twice as better as, uh, you know, twice, as, you know, twice as, um, I made twice as much money as I did last year. Right. I'm like, okay, that's a success. It doesn't matter whether it's a hundred dollars <laughs> I made last year and it's only $200, you know, but like, those are the, those are the types of things that you, yep. you should be looking at. Right. So it's like, uh, it's going to be difficult and you're going to have to work hard at it and you're going to have to, you know, push and push and push and push but don't get discouraged especially when you feel like there is something there you know and you and you just feel like you just need that extra whatever it is if if only you had this or if only you had that you know that that little thing that you just need to to go through the extra mile you know just don't give up and it may mean thinking outside of the box because a lot of times you know you hear some success stories and things like that and they they just came with an idea outside of the box. It wasn't a product that was outside of the box. Maybe it was just their approach to getting to people, to, 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 to getting people to like their product that was outside of the box. So, you know, just thinking through those options and, and rather than giving up and just realizing that everybody struggles, we're all in the same boat. Like you, you will not talk to one entrepreneur that will tell you, oh, this was just easy. <laughs> Even the people who are making millions and millions and billions of dollars, they, they will tell you too that it wasn't an easy journey. So that's just something to keep in mind that it's hard, but you just have to keep pushing. Absolutely. Those are some really, really great tips. Thank you for sharing them. <laughs> um, okay, so... Before I let you go, I just have a few more questions and I would love to know what are your pers- your favorite business books or personal finance books um, that have really helped you building your business or just like, you know, with your personal finances in general? I think I'm more of like a podcast person than a book person. So I try to listen to a lot of uh, different podcasts. Like I'm the type of learner that person that learns from other people's experiences. So I think that's why... I, I love um, I love podcasts and I love to talk to people and things like that. That's how that's my you know how everybody has their way of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yep. kind of my way of learning. So I listen to different podcasts like the Marketing School, uh, Five Minute Marketing. Um, there's one called We Study Billionaires. <laughs> um, I've, I've, I've listened to those two guys. They're like European guys, right? Yeah. And so, and then, you know, another one that I found really good is um, Shopify. The, 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 and they have a blog um, and they have some really, really good content in there. And I've learned a lot about even just like things about taxes, like should you charge sales tax? <laughs> on your products when should you start you know charge sales tax and things like that like mm-hmm. those like little blogs um have been you know um the Shopify blog I, I find really really even though it's not specifically about books but it's just about running e-commerce businesses they have like training and things like that so I really find those very useful because it covers everything from like 
marketing to finance to, um, you know, Facebook ads that, you know, and things like that, that you want to try Instagram ads. And I, I learned a lot from that, that as well. And then I started reading this book. Well, I just, I, well, I just purchased it. I haven't yet read it. <laughs> um, somebody recommended it to me. It's called How Any Startup Can Achieve Exponential Growth, I think it's called. Uh, I'll go find the name for you. Um, um, but it, it, it's all about startups getting that traction um, that they need at the beginning to kind of achieve that, you know, exponential growth. And I think that's going to be a really good one that was recommended to me by a friend. So, so those are, that's kind of where I'm focusing right now. My energy on is um, marketing, learning from people's experiences. Um, yeah. So that I can learn from others and yeah, I go from there. <laughs> and then what would you say is your clever girl superpower? <laughs> <laughs> Huh, I was thinking about this one. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I I would say, I, you know, I want to say creativity. Um, and I think, you know, because I feel like as I've journeyed on this business and just even like in my career before I started on business, I think I've just been able to look at problems and come up with a solution right and come up with creative solutions that people may not have thought of before uh it just like even like with the writing of the books and things like that um like just tapping into that creative power and, and I wouldn't have thought that that was my creative power my my superpower <laughs> um before but you know I was having a conversation with somebody and she was like you know what you you you, it's your mind and she's like it's your mind you're, you're creative and I was like wow I would have never thought of calling myself for creative and she was like yeah you are a creative like you have all these ideas and you have all these things and you just need to like you can come up with different business ideas this different um solutions to different problems and then I was talking to somebody at work you know and then he was saying the other this same thing. He was like, you're very strategic in how you think about things. And I was like, wow, okay, this could be my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think anyone who can write children's books has to be like some kind of superhuman creative because when you start thinking about bringing yourself down into that childlike space and mindset to be able to engage a kid and keep them excited and have a great review because kids are super honest they'll tell you when something is like nonsense <laughs> like this is rubbish <laughs> so I think that is I definitely agree with your friend that is your superpower <laughs> oh I I tell you and that is so true about children telling you the truth because I'll tell you one quick story I was invited to a school to talk about my books. And as part of the, my school visits, I talk about the books and then I tell them Tales by Moonlight stories. So this is kind of like the children's stories we tell in Nigeria, right? And so, <clears throat> and I get them and I tell them this Nigerian folktale, right? And uh, these are kids, you know, like, you know, who never maybe basically just heard about Nigeria for the first time, right? And so I, and this, Folktale is about why girls wear their hair longer than boys. And so we act out this play and with all the kids and I tell them the story about why the kids, um, why girls wear their hair longer than, uh, than girls. And it's, it's, it's a fairy tale. It's a folktale. And essentially the, the, the story goes that there's a girl who fell in, you know, in a hole of a tree uh, next to a tree and people pulled the girl out. And uh, as they pulled, they pulled her by her hair. And as they pulled her by her hair, her hair grew longer. And <laughs> that is why girls wear their hair longer than boys, because all the girls fell in the hole and they had to have their, they, they, they had to get pulled out by their hair. <laughs> so one boy was like, did all the 8 million billion people fall inside the hole? Like, <laughs> He was like questioning my story. He was like, I, I, I don't buy this. And he's like, what, seven? <laughs> I'm like, guys, 
it's a fairy tale. It's a folk tale. It's not real. People didn't actually fall into this hole. But like, he was very honest. He's like, I, I don't believe your story, ma'am, because I don't believe. <laughs> He's like, lady, listen. <laughs> all these people could have fallen inside this hole and they would have all had the hair pulled out. And so I was like, yeah. So when you say children are honest, yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mabula, um, thank you so much for spending your time with us and sharing about your business. And I would love for you to share how people can learn more about you and keep up with you and the series of Feifei and also um, keep up with your subscription box and all the good stuff. So you can go on to my website, Feifei. So it's F-E-Y-I-F-A-Y.com. Um, and you can find, you can subscribe to my mailing list. There's all sorts of information there. I'm also on Instagram at Feifei, so F-E-Y-I-F-A-Y. And then on my um, subscription box, it's just littleblackbusinessbox.com. So if you just go to littleblackbusinessbox.com, you'll find all the information there. Um, and uh, And you can go from there. And it has all the information about the different boxes that we do. Um, the different types of products that are in there and all that good stuff. And I'll be sure to put all this information in the show notes. So thank you so much, Mabwa. This has been such a great conversation. I'm glad you're able to take time away from your hectic schedule to join us. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I really enjoyed chatting with you. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to today's episode and you are inspired as you work on your own businesses. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, everywhere you listen to your podcasts. And if you have loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women can find it as well. And be sure to tell all your amazing girlfriends about the Clever Girls Know podcast. I will talk to you guys on the next episode and thank you so much for listening.